You are listening to the COVID-19 Report, bringing you real-time distilled information for guiding best practices during the pandemic. The COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team is a group of medical students, PhDs, and physicians keeping up with the latest research. We find the newest articles, we read them, we grade their level of evidence to bring you the bottom line. My name is Jasmine Ra, a rising third-year medical student at the University of Washington. All the papers and findings reported today can be found in the daily COVID-19 LST report at covid19lst.org. Climate. Based on the climate of emerging literature, there's clearly a need for valid and reliable information on COVID-19. A third study confirms recurrent PCR positivity after initially testing negative for COVID-19, highlighting the need for repeated testing before clearing individuals from quarantine. There's also growing concern regarding the rapid deployment of emerging treatments at the expense of safety. More concern for healthcare workers being at increased risk for stress-related mental illness continues. We present guidance for promoting resilience in healthcare workers through Deliberate Resilience, which is viewable on our website, covid19lst.org. The field of education has also been facing its own challenges, creating and maintaining a sense of community despite social distancing. This includes virtual education adaptations, online discussion forums, and attention to mental health. Many clinicians are creating avenues for continued learning and development outside of clinical settings, focusing on online resources geared toward medical professionals for COVID detection, prevention, and treatment guidelines. Despite their function as safety nets within the U.S. healthcare system, academic medical centers are also finding themselves in significant financial stress due to reductions in profitable services and increased staffing, patient care, and supply expenses. The Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Safety Act addresses some of these concerns in the short term. However, long-term aid is not guaranteed and the duration of the pandemic and its impact is not yet known. Symptoms and Complications A recent publication from Iceland found its population of elders and men to have consistently more severe symptoms of COVID-19 than women and children. A multi-center cross-sectional study found GI symptoms as a result of COVID-19 infections, even in the absence of respiratory symptoms. Sore throat has also been identified to be a better predictor of COVID-19 infection than nasal congestion or rhinorrhea. Finally, there are emerging concerns for arrhythmia and heart complications like Takasubo syndrome with COVID-19 infections. But anti-IL-6 targeted therapies are speculated to promote recovery from multi-organ dysfunction while mitigating the high arrhythmic risk. Meta-analyses articles have come out with the following findings. Hemoglobin value was found to be significantly lower in COVID-19 patients with severe disease when compared to those with milder forms. And there's evidence that thrombocytopenia manifests in roughly 30% of SARS-CoV, MERS-CoV, and COVID-19 patients. In the arena of treatments, there are potentials on the horizon. A hydroxychloroquine study at the University of Minnesota is actively recruiting patients for controlled clinical trials. Remdesivir is another drug that is currently being tested. However, most treatments are being explored based on speculation and theories based on what we know about their mechanism. Lastly, there are new guidelines being published daily. In critical care, there are new recommendations and guidelines for critical care resource allocation, which emphasize the importance of having an inventory of ICU resources, identifications of triggers for triage establishment, and re-evaluation of blanket life-saving measures that usually take place at non-critical times. 
In nutrition, there are guidelines from the European Journal of Nutrition on nutrition for folks at home who are healthy and not having infections. They encourage adherence to a Mediterranean diet and adequate sleep. Seattle Children's Hospital also released guidelines for procedural precautions in pediatric surgery settings. In lung cancer, there's a new risk stratification and corresponding treatment recommendations for the surgical management of lung cancer. In vascular surgery, endovascular surgical approaches over open repair of AAA rupture as well as guidance for telehealth implementation for vascular clinical visits. For more information, please visit www.covid19lst.com.